What's up, y'all? My name is Bradley Constant from Young Rock on NBC, and I'm here chatting with Elias on The Man Cave. Welcome to another episode of The Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal! You're my boy, Blue! You A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah! TV. Nice! Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host... Elias. Riley, welcome to the cave. <laughs> Happy to be here, man. What's going on, man? What's new? We got this pretty cool show that just premiered a couple days ago, you know? <laughs> I can't wait till we dive into that, man. Yeah, they've been, they've the viewers and the listeners saw you as a, a teenage uh, rock on the young rock. And uh, that's got to be an exciting thing for you, man. Man, yeah. Incredible. <laughs> I mean, it, it's honestly, it comes in waves processing the reality of all of it, but I'm um, just incredible opportunity. So many great people are a part of it. And, and as you can tell, like, you know, the show is about family, but we all feel like a real family. And I feel like I gained a family, you know, working on it. So it's, it's been awesome. So one of the questions I always, I always like to start my interviews with is uh, like, I want to know like how you got here to this day. So what's your story or how did you get, how did you like fall into acting? How did you fall in love with it? Uh, or the, tell us all about that. I got you. I got you. All right. Well, I grew up, I was a huge fan of baseball. I played little league. I played uh, travel ball and all that. Um, but when I was 12 years old, I had surgery on my left shoulder, move a tumor. And it kind of took me out for a little bit. And I tried out for the, the baseball team again in middle school three times in a row. Oh, wow. And I didn't get it. Um, and that kind of, that crushed me a lot. You know, the last time I remember my last practice, uh, my coach pitched me when the batting cage, he pitched me about 60 pitches. And I think I tipped about two or three. And I did not feel like myself. You know, that's oh, wow. that's just terrible. And uh, I cried in front of all my friends and, you know, I went home and I was like, what do I do now? Because baseball was my thing. And, um, you know, at the time I was obsessed with Disney Channel, um, about 12, 13 years old. And um, I was like, oh, they look like they're having so much fun. They're happy and all this. So I pulled out my laptop. I Googled acting. And, you know, I started watching all these like behind the scenes videos of like people, you know, working on sets and all that. It just looked like so much fun. So I Googled acting classes nearby. And this was in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where I grew up. Um, and all of a sudden, my mom started taking me classes every Saturday up in Birmingham, which is about an hour north of where I grew up. And uh, I was nervous. I sucked. <laughs> but it was fun. I, you know, I enjoyed it regardless. Um, and eventually, I started taking these classes in New York City. So I would hop on an Amtrak train, a 24-hour ride from Alabama to New York City. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mom would go with me, of course. And uh, this was in high school, too. Um, and I would take a class from a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then on Monday, they had these showcases where agents and managers would come watch you. Yeah. Um, and I did that a few times. The first couple of times, I didn't get any feedback from it. But there were classes, really good classes, because um, New York is tough. And eventually, um, one time I went, I got a good feedback from a manager. And they told my mom and me that, you know, you have to live in New York City to make that happen. And um that's, that's a crazy thing to, you know, bring up to my mom because nobody leaves, <laughs> you know, Alabama necessarily. It was a small town, yeah. nobody, that small town mentality, you know, but my mom's incredible. And she just, you know, we packed everything we could in the back of a rental car, moved to New York, uh, took tons of classes there. I did student films, commercials, just kind of figured out how the business worked. And I grew up, I got older, doing high school, I had a girlfriend, I had so much fun in New York and 
once I felt really comfortable there, all of a sudden, you know, my manager suggested I move to Los Angeles because, you know, we felt like that would be a better fit for, you know, the roles that I would go out for and all that. And uh, we just, we went for it because, you know, the goal was always, you know, acting and I love it so much. And my mom was awesome. We, we just packed our suitcases, hopped on a plane, went to LA and uh, stayed with a family friend. And so we, you know, eventually got our own place and tons of auditions. It felt like I had to start over in LA too, but um, I, you know, I started tons of auditions, but relationships with casting directors, all that, lots of no's. And in January of last year, <laughs> I get the audition for Young Rock. Yeah. And uh, so we are. <laughs> so, so when you did the move from Alabama to New York, like, yeah. how did that, how did that make you feel? You know, like, cause you're moving from, like I said, a small town to all of a sudden a big city. Yeah. Like how I did mean, that like, uh, you know, I always was very adventurous and I felt like I always kind of wanted to go somewhere else, but it was a culture shock, man. You know, like yeah. I, I came there, you know, wearing my hand-me-down blue jeans <laughs> ripped up and, uh, you know, XL t-shirts and, you know, definitely looked like I was from Alabama and uh, just getting used to the fast-paced life of the city. And like I said, it was, it was tough, you know, um, but all that, you know, really kind of prepared me for coming out to LA and, you know, getting on my own and doing things. So yeah. what's the big difference now between living in New York and then making the jump to LA? Oof, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, here, everything's spread out here. You have to have a car, you know, here you yeah. have to, you know, travel and in New York, I love New York. New York is always going to be my favorite place, but, um, New York, everything, you can hop on the train, get anywhere you want to go. And uh, the way the communities are there, I felt more tight-knit there. Um, in terms of the industry, um, it's, it kind of has that vibe as well. You know, it's in New York, it's a little bit easier to kind of uh, make the connections. You meet people because you're all, you're either on the subway, you're not that far from each other, yeah. you know. Um, and the classes that you take, people know about them. And yeah, so it came out here and everything is more spread out. You know, you have to, it takes a lot more time to, you know, build relationships with people and figure out how it works. How long have you been in LA now? Uh, three years now. Wow. So when you first got out to LA, like what was the, did you still take acting classes? Like what was one of your first gigs that you had out there? Cause I saw like when I was doing some research, I saw that you did commercials. I saw that you did a yeah. few little projects. Like what were some of the stuff you did? Yeah. Yeah. When I first got out here, um, uh, I got tons of auditions and I was doing all that, but I was, I wasn't getting callbacks or anything. And, uh, you know, as an actor, you're like, oh, what's happening? You know, I did tons of classes, too, as soon as I got here. Um, and I still have. And, um, you know, I think the biggest part was just, you know, learning how to audition. And, you know, I did a lot more commercial work when I first got out here. The first year I was out here, I didn't book anything. Um, and then it was it was about 2018, 2019, I booked my first commercial. And it was cool. I was on there for like three seconds. And I'm, I'm freezing it, sending it to my <laughs> grandma and everybody. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, so for the year that you weren't, you know, you were auditioning, but you weren't getting the roles, like, what did you do for, like, did you work? What'd you end up doing for the year, too? Oh, yeah. Well, well, I worked right away. When I was in New York, one of my first jobs was, um, you know, outside of acting, because you have to have another job. Yeah. Um, I worked at a school, an after-school program, because I love working with kids, and that was awesome. So when I came out here to L.A., um, I had an interview to work at another school and do a similar situation, which... I thought would have worked out time-wise, but you know, it would have been from like two in the afternoon until six. And all of a sudden I was getting auditions and I couldn't do it. So I eventually got a job working at a grocery store, which was a lot more flexible time-wise. I could work, you know, nighttime shifts or very early morning before auditions. And uh, yeah, I just worked 
at the grocery store every day as much as I could, make sure we paid the rent and uh, paid for classes whenever I could afford it, <laughs> you know, doing everything I can. I, I, I would sign up for free classes just so I can go do the free class, the trial, and then I would go try another place, you know, until I could afford to stay steady at somewhere. And, yeah. I've had past guests where, they, you know, they've done the whole New York thing like you and then they go to L.A., how different, how different is it like when you're auditioning in New York for stuff and then when you go to L.A.? Is it like the same vibe? Is it a little bit different in L.A.? Um, you know, it, I don't know. The vibe is kind of similar. Um, I think it's a lot more intimate. I felt, you know, and at first, you know, now I've been here a lot longer and I kind of am more familiar with the places I'm auditioning with. But yeah. in New York right away, it was very intimate. You know, New York is tight knit. You get into a casting office and it's tiny and you've got, you know, 20 actors here can't help but talk to all of them because you're packed in, you know, and you, yeah. you go in the casting room and the room is very tiny and, you know, um, you know, pretty much like that. And, and definitely here you can meet people, but you need to go more out of your way. Whereas in New York, it felt like it was, you know, any dude I chatted to the friend next to me, he knew about a student film that was going on at NYU. So I worked on that, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. So, Let's talk about Young Rockman. How did you get involved with this project? I want to hear about your audition and the steps you went through to getting this role and to play the teenager pretty much. Yeah. So I, it was January of last year and um, I got an email from my manager, like I always do for an audition. But the first thing I saw was this gif of the rock, like bring his hand forward. He's like, just bring it. And I was like, what is this? So I scroll down and I read it and she says, Oh, it's a, it's a TV show based on the story of Dwayne Johnson's life. I'm like, oh, this is perfect because me and my brothers growing up have always joked about the fact that we we kind of look like we could play a son or something in yeah. you know, a movie or whichever. But obviously, I was excited. Um, I tried to temper myself because, you know, like I said, there's been so many auditions I've had and you never know how these things go. Sometimes it's not even you, you know, there's lots of things that go into it. But I just wanted to have fun. It's a really cool opportunity. I went in, the script is super hilarious and, uh, Went in that first audition in January, uh, went well, but I walked out and I told my mom, I really felt like I could have done 20 million times better. Um, oh, so wow. I really kind of beat myself up about it. And um, thankfully, I got a second audition. And when I went in for that one, um, so the producers were there and the creator of the show, Nanash Khan, was there. And uh, very nervous for this one as well, because you walk into a room, it's like, it was the top of a building on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> and like all the walls are windows, you know, yeah. and 20 people sitting there and you walk in and they might nod to you, but you really have to like carry your own and say hello and be ready. And um, thank God I prepared for that because I was nervous. <laughs> but I did that and um, asked if I could pull up a chair. I did the audition and I thought I did okay. Walked out, immediately had to try to get my mind off of it. Me and my mom uh, left that audition straight to a vacation. So we went to... Uh, Arizona and not three hours. We we're going to visit my brother there, but not three hours after that audition, we got a call um, and it was them. And they said that they wanted me to record maybe a monologue or a scene or something. Um, I didn't have anything off the top of my head. So <laughs> me and my mom ended up writing up a scene and <laughs> recording oh, wow. it at uh, my brother's Beyonce's grandparents' house. So we like moved their bed, their grandparents' bed over to the corner and I taped up my phone to a lamp. And, you know, we wrote down this scene where it was like, it was me working at a pizza shop and this girl calls me and um, I'm trying to throw my duties and my job on the new guy. And um, I'm like, oh, you know, you can drive the delivery car. It's a stick shift. You can drive stick shift, right? It's like, no, but it's just like Mario Kart. It's easy, man. <laughs> so, it was a funny little bitty scene. And um, 
two about two weeks after that it felt about like two years because i was waiting wow. to hear something but um i got a call that i was going to come in and do a screen test on the universal studios lot and this is the furthest i've ever made it on an audition before and um you know i was i was super nervous but i had one of my brothers living out here with me at the time and he was super motivating and, you know, kept my head on straight. And there was a marathon. LA Marathon was the day before um, my screen test for it. So I ended up running that. Wow. And, and, you know, part of that was just my mental because it kind of took away a lot of the nerves for me. You know, I got to mile, you know, 14 and felt like I was ready to quit. But I was like, look, if you quit this, there's no way you're going to go in this audition and feel confident, you know? So I made sure I finished it and I felt so good after that marathon and that kind of you know, went into the audition the next day and I, I show up there, I'm walking through the universal a lot. I'm tripping out. Because, you know, it's like, this is a, of course it's, it's just a famous New place. For that. Yeah. yeah. Huge. Yeah. And I didn't have the mustache at the time. So when I walked in, they, they sent me to a wonderful makeup artist and they ended up putting a fake mustache on my lips. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I walk in and I see Nanashi Khan and our producers and Jeff Chang and everyone. And, um, and I, I start performing and about halfway through my performance, the mustache starts flapping. Oh, come on. Yeah, no, I kid you not. And uh, it happened about three different times. We had to just stop the scene and do it over again. But were, everybody was laughing because it was super yeah. hilarious. I, I did not want to stop. So I just kept going flapping all. And, um, you know, I think that broke the ice. And I just had fun. And um, I left. And, you know, in my head, I was like, look, I never made it this far you know, congrats on doing all this to myself. You know, that's the only way I've been able to like keep myself yeah. motivated going forward. And uh, coronavirus and everything, all that was going down, you know, that week, you know, riding home from that audition, I heard on the news that they were starting to shut down restaurants and things. And um, I was still working at the grocery store every day. And it was about two weeks after this. <laughs> so it was a, that also felt like four years. And um I got a call after a work shift one night and uh, it was my rep and they said, Hey, am I speaking to um, the actor that's playing the 15 year old Dwayne Johnson on young guy? And my mom is next to me and she's like, ah, she's screaming. And I, you know, I, I'm just staring puzzled because I don't really understand what's happening. It was just, you know, and we yeah. soaked that all in and we all screamed and I called my grandparents and my brothers and um, you know, they're all excited. And I called my dad and, uh, the first thing, I, you know, he told me when I told him, hey, I'm going to play the rock on the TV show. I was like, oh, that's cool. Hey, but son, what you know about Rocky Johnson? <laughs> I was like, oh, OK, OK, yeah, yeah. So I know he's he's super excited watching, you know, yeah. Rocky Johnson being portrayed in the show by Joseph Lee Anderson, who's a boss. He's a cool dude. And um, yeah, it's just been a whirlwind of excitement, man. Yeah. When you auditioned, was like the was Dwayne in those auditions at all, or did he have like a input of who he was gonna want it to play him? No, nah, no. Nah. So in the audition process, we just had our you know our casting directors okay. and our producer, and they were all there. And you know, I imagine he he did watch our tapes. He did for sure. Yeah. Uh, but we never directly had contact with him until after I booked it. Wow. So the, from what I heard, the plan was originally to film this in L.A., right? And then you guys yeah. had to pack everything up and go to Australia. Yeah, yeah. So did, we were shoot yeah, it Tell me May. about that. Yeah, we're going to shoot it in May in L.A. Yeah. And uh, ended up, you know, with COVID and all that, we kind of took a little bit to kind of figure out what was going to happen. And then I eventually got an email and they said, hey, would you be OK to shoot in Australia? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, there, there were no cases in Queensland at all. So, you know, that was just the perfect idea to shoot the show there. We were never in fear of it getting shut down. 
um, you know, I'd never left the country before and I was definitely down to hold some koalas and pet some kangaroos. So how, how long were you in Australia for? I was there from September through December. So about oh, wow. three to four months. Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. So, so it was filming us. So uh, tell us about like, how do you prepare to play this character? Mm. Ah, man, you know, and a 15 year old, by the way, right? Yeah. So 15, 15, 15 and you're in your twenties now. So it's like, do you still remember what you did when you were 15? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, me, I, I wasn't exactly like him. I was tall. I was already about six foot, six foot one at 15, but I was skinny. Yeah. You know, I didn't have the same situations. And, you know, a big part of it was, you know, I've been a fan of his and I knew who he was leading into all, all this, of course. And um, yeah. But playing him at 15, you're not going to be mimicking who he is now. There is a growth. You know, this is a point in time where, you know, this is where he's being shaped into the man that he is now. And, um, you know, there wasn't really a lot that I could find on the Internet <laughs> as a teenager. Right. You know, there were a couple of interviews that he had where he spoke a little bit on it. But, um, you know, luckily I was able to get a chat with him and, you know, not too long after I booked it. And we had a great chat, man. And obviously, I was super nervous and I had some character questions I was prepped with, but you know, we moved on from those questions real quickly and it just turned into a really natural conversation and so open. He, he just very openly talked about his life as a teenager. He has so many situations and, and I, I guess you know, to my surprise, I found so many things I could relate with, you know, family struggles he had financially and, you know, what was going through a teenager's mind at 15 trying to have fun, you know, but also dealing with the home life that none of your friends know about, you know, so he had a little bit of an edge and aggression to him at that age, too. Yeah. What was one of the questions do you remember to this day where you wanted to ask him when you first met him? <laughs> oh, when I first met him? Well, well, I guess, wait, the first question I asked him or one that I wanted to ask? <laughs> I guess, I guess both. Yeah. Was, I, I, well, the first serious question I asked him, you know, I was like, OK, what are the three most important things to you when you were 15? And he said, girls, girls, girls. And I was like, well, yeah, I can see that too. Me too. And then he said, working out and family. Um, and family obviously is super present. And, you know, all of those things for me are very true to my own life, especially with family. We're all real close. So um, as for one that I've always wanted to ask him, um, it would probably be about his cheat day meals. I think one of my all-time goals is to end up having a cheat day meal with them. Because I got a feeling that I could eat more waffles than this man can. Because okay. I'm I've been making waffle Saturdays since I was in like sixth grade. So we'll see. Did you uh did you find like any challenges playing the character? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, and it wasn't easy. I was just like walking yeah. there. I was like, oh, I'm gonna kill it. You know. <laughs> um, I was very nervous, and um, of course you know, there, there's a little bit of pressure that you're playing a real guy who's in his prime right now still, you know, he's still yeah. around a guy that we all admire. And, you know, I really wanted to make sure that I paid respect, you know, on a real sense that I'm playing him as a character and the people involved in his life. And, you know, but really after starting open communication with him through filming and everything, he, he always reminded me, he just told me, Hey man, you got this, you know, we love what you did in your tape. And, um, He's just so, you know, reaffirming and, you know, reminding me that you got this and it takes away all of that pressure and just told me to be myself and have fun. Yeah. It, you know, all of that just kind of all the nerves went away and we really had fun once we got out there too, because 
every all the castmates there's no egos everyone is so kind everyone is there for each other we when we're not shooting we'd go watch other people shoot their scenes you know yeah. we were always at each other's backs so it was it was really fun that's awesome so episode well, episode one aired this past week and of course i watched it everything and the viewers and listeners if they watch it you know there's different storylines that happen throughout the episode between a younger version of the rock teenager rock and college rock yeah um do you guys like get together with the, the two other actors to try to get an idea how you're gonna all three of you gonna play this character you know what? We never we never sat down and specifically tried to discuss that. You know, we all while we were shooting there stayed at the same hotel. So we did lots and lots and lots of activities outside of shooting together. We played Xbox. We you know went out to eat. We went bike rides and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, that chemistry just kind of naturally happened. And as far as, you know, once we started shooting, um, you know, it's all written. I think a huge part of this is that the actors all of our actors bring a certain essence naturally um, to everything. So if you know them, you know, then you'll see it come out in their character a lot. So um, while we were shooting it, you know, there's a really cool scene that happens later on in the season. I won't say specifically, but it, it's a lot closer to when uh, Uli's going to come around, but you start to see a lot more pieces of Uli's character within that, but it's in the writing. We had a great director, uh, Dan Reed and Jeffrey Walker, um, I remember seeing with Jeffrey Walker, he just had me on a boom, 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 boom. And they'll always remind you, hey, this is where we're going into. You know, this is, you know, where Dwayne will be in a couple of years. This is how it forms, you know. So we always had that support team. We never felt like we had to sit and discuss and make sure that it, you know, flowed yeah. smoothly. Yeah. So by your, so you, like you mentioned, you played Teenage Rock. Like how awesome was it? Like you're playing late 80s, you're wearing those outfits and everything. Like tell us about that. Like, ah. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> of course, I think one of the, my favorite parts was leading up to starting shooting was doing yeah. the, the costume fittings because every time I had no idea what they were about to put on me. <laughs> and the day that they put those, uh, the pants you see in the pilot um, on me, those MC Hammer things, I was like, man, this is weird. But after I wore it a lot, they're comfy, man. Super comfy. And it, it's really true. Cool? What was that jacket? Was it an eight, was it eight ball? That leather, what was that leather jacket? I'm trying to remember. What, uh, what Woody was Woodpecker. That's what it back. was. Woody yeah, Woodpecker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and, uh, and what was the car you drove? The beater. The. Oh yeah, I don't even remember. Was what. it a fire firebird? Was it a firebird? Thunderbird. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man. Oh, and they showed me a picture of how that looked before. You know, they had it looked like it was from a homeless guy. That's a beautiful yeah. car, man. And they, really? they fixed it. Back. Real beautiful after we filmed it. So, yeah, and of course you have that scene where you meet Karen, which is played by Lexi. And I, we all gonna, we all, know, if you follow The Rock, we all know that there's more to this story. How would you describe the chemistry between you two? Oh man, it was easy. And you know, the chemistry with everyone—it's ridiculous how easy we got along because we were doing table reads you know, in quarantine for two weeks in our hotel room, you know, and we immediately kind of clicked all of us and me and Lexi. Um, that was pretty much right off the bat. We were just texting excited to get out of quarantine so we could hang out. And uh, that, that was my best friend throughout shooting. She lives in Australia. So we're far apart now, but yeah. we, we did with everything. We went to theme parks and had so much fun and, you know, we didn't have to force anything. So that the relationship that unfolds between uh, Karen and DJ on the show is just really fun and natural and it's awesome are we gonna see without spoiling it and maybe i don't know maybe you can give us a little hint are we gonna see you meeting like 
wrestlers at your time also? You you might you might this week this coming week you might see me meet a <laughs> but not a yeah yeah you, you might see them. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, how many episodes did you guys film down there? Oh, we filmed eleven total. Eleven total. Okay, because yeah. I read online that you're in about five or seven between there. Yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how long do you think before you hear what well, Rotten Tomato gave it ninety one percent? I saw today. Congrats yeah. on that. That's pretty wow. huge. Yeah, I mean, it's just and even, even bigger than that. And it's just so good to see people really enjoying it. And it's such a positive show. And especially at the kind of year we had last year to have this on primetime TV for people to watch. It's always got a good message. It's, you know, awesome to see the good reception on it. So okay. yeah, we, we hope we, we hope we get to come back for around for season two. two. Yeah. Uh, what did your friends, your close friends say to you when they watched the first episode? When they aired? <laughs> They were losing it. I got I got a range of videos. I got a I have a friend that I've been best friends with since kindergarten, so most of my life. And um he sent me a video of him crying when it when it came out. And that was just that was special, wow. man. Share that with my boy that's been there with me since he knew I'd, you know, it was a pipe dream to make this happen. And I've had friends uh, send me, they had watch parties, they had uh, some of their family members come yeah. and there's videos of them screaming like <laughs> This is my first time on TV, and you know, so this pilot was very special for for me, and you know, of course for everyone else involved in this. Yeah. How about the billboards? Your, your face is all over billboards too. How's that <laughs> yeah, make that, you feel? Oh man, that, it's it's weird. It's really weird, yeah. <laughs> but awesome. But awesome. I shared the first moment I saw it. Um, I shared it with my mom. She was there with me, and we kind of stared at it for a solid like twenty to thirty minutes before we started taking pictures. And um, you know. I was on a run the other day and I ran past one of them. It was a huge one that's on the side of a building. I just, I was looking at it like this. <laughs> and like, I eventually took a couple pictures of it and this girl walks past. She's like, is that you? And I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> she's like, let me take a picture for you. Like, no, don't do it. She's like, no, let me take a picture. So I, I let her take a picture. And that was just a really memorable moment. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Since the episode has been aired, have you been stopped anywhere else? Have people rec started recognizing you? <laughs> no, no, not, not yet. Really. You know, a couple, more, couple more episodes, a couple more episodes. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> not, you're going to have to work on the eyebrow now, like the right. Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, I, I do it with the wrong eye because I know he does it with the right eye and it's so hard to do it. But I do it more so with the left. Um, here I am doing it with my hands and I have to do it. <laughs> But it, it comes out a couple times um, in the show. And it's funny, too, because, you know, him as a teenager, he didn't really do it at that point. But yeah. I kind of wanted to make sure he was a little more expressive with his with his eyebrows and things like that, um, with his facial expressions and every scene. So you can tell that that's where it comes from a little bit, you know. So when you're obviously now you're in a phase where you're not working everything, what do you do when you don't work? Like, what do you like? What do you enjoy doing? You mentioned running. <laughs> mentioned you used to like baseball well you used to play baseball i'm sure you still watch baseball what, what else do you enjoy doing ah oh, shoot man i'm a hardcore gamer <laughs> yeah what's, what's your system uh xbox yeah i yeah. play i play tons of games and that's how i keep up with all my family you know that's back home and on the other side so i do a lot of that um and i i actually make a lot of beats <laughs> in my free really? time yeah it's, wow. it's therapeutic for me because i love music and i'm golfing a good bit too that's usually surprises people wow that's awesome yeah. but, uh, uh what's your game at the moment that you enjoy playing 
Uh, right now, I'm playing a lot of Battlefront 2 because I'm a diehard Star Wars fan. So um, a lot of Battlefront 2, a, a little bit of GTA, a lot of Call of Duty. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Man. So in the acting world, I want to get one more question for you in the acting world. Like, do you have like a, is this your dream role? Do you, what's your next? What I, I'm sure you have another dream role that you kind of hope you could play someday. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is, this is a dream role, man. And, and of course you never know what's going to happen, you know, yeah. a year ago. <laughs> no idea. Who would have thought this, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So when it happens, you know, I'm just so grateful to even be doing this. So, you know, in the future, who knows what happens? Nothing's guaranteed, but I would love to be on a Star Wars film, man. Anything Star Wars, like Star Wars TV show, movie, anything. Make me a stormtrooper, kill me off in the first five minutes. I don't care. I just got to be on Star Wars. <laughs> well, they have announced a whole, whole bunch of those on Disney Plus. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I got my lightsaber ready. I just bought one the other day from <laughs> Disney. It's a present? And, uh, I'm yeah, it was a present for myself. That was my gift to myself. And uh, I'm always in my room practicing <laughs> for the one day that I, I get to play a Jedi. Uh, lastly, Bradley, how, uh, how can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, you'll find me on the one and only Instagram. <laughs> if you just type in at Bradley Constant, that's me. <laughs> Bradley, man, this was great, man. Thanks for, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, of course. Thank you so much, man. This was fun. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.